Did this breed protect kings from the plague? Did this dog make more than the 41st president? Is this breed the mascot at more U.S. colleges than any other animal? Did famous financier J.P. Morgan spend the equivalent of a quarter million dollars for one of this breed? Dogs 101 celebrates man's best friend. Today, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, the Collie, the English Bulldog, the English Springer Spaniel, and we start with the dog that can surf, the Wire Fox Terrier. The terra in the word terrier means earth, and terriers like to dig in it a lot. But some wire fox terriers dig the surf. That's right, you heard me, surf. But when they're happy, they don't wag, they quiver. Charles Schultz of Peanuts fame had one, so did Einstein and Darwin. From comic strips to astrophysics, wire fox terriers are all giddy up, glamour, and cowabunga. They tend to be extremely courageous, which I think they had to be because they were originally bred to hunt fox. So the wired hair fox terrier is like a typical terrier. They're considered feisty, mischievous, and full of energy. What that really means is that when the doorbell rings or they hear a sound outside, they're bouncing off you, the furniture, and the walls like a Super Bowl on caffeine. They've got a lot of spunk to them. Some people think of it as aggression, but it's just what they were bred to do. They're just doing their job. Like other terriers, these dogs have a long list of ancestors. From the now extinct black and tan terrier to the dachshund, the English hound, beagle, and foxhound. But it was a famous dog actor named Asta who was responsible for America falling in love with the wire fox terrier in the 40s and 50s. Asta appeared in the Thin Man, The Awful Truth, and Bringing Up Baby. This breed has a medium-length coat that has a dense, wiry texture. It features a long, rectangular muzzle ending in a wiry beard. They have an athletic body and muscular legs that give them their speed and incredible reflexes. And they have a special tail, one that quivers, not wags. It points straight up and is strong enough to help pull them out of trouble. It's a happy, buoyant, feisty breed whose nose leads it from one misdemeanor to another. The average pet owner couldn't handle a dog that had the same intensity of a dog that was really used to hunt. Most breeders now are breeding for dogs with a little bit softer character. Wire Fox Terriers also demonstrate spunk in the show ring as they have 13 best-of-show wins, more than any other breed. It was the show-winning lineage, along with Asta, the famous Hollywood pooch, that influenced Lupita Ramirez to get a wire fox terrier. She and her boyfriend Mike developed a relationship with a reputable breeder and got Murphy, a very special wire fox terrier that was bred to show. I wanted the best dog as far as healthy and beautiful and with a personality. We wanted both a show dog and a pet. She wanted to get into the show world, take that on as a hobby. They quickly realized that having a show dog is quite different than having a family pet. Even though Murphy had the finest handlers and was showing well, he had an unstoppable urge to jump into the family pool. He would just jump in. And we couldn't take him to the beach either because the salt water wasn't good. Why? Because in order to maintain a show dog's high-quality coat, it's best to avoid salt water and the pool. 
So they had to make a big decision. Show dog or family pet. It was hard on us and and I guess in the end we wanted more of a pet than of course a show dog. He was just drawn to the water. It's like Murphy made up their minds for them. We just said this is the last show. That was it. <laughs> That's when things started getting interesting. Not only did Murphy enjoy the water, he also demonstrated an acute sense of balance and athleticism when the kids got him on the raft in the pool. He would get on the raft and the kids would play earthquake and he managed to stay on the raft and look good. Murphy's show experience and his athleticism were all coming together for Lupita. But there was another frontier to conquer. This one weekend I saw the surfing competition advertised and I said, "Well, Murphy, let's go try that." <laughs> and we did. Lowe's Coronado Bay Resort in Coronado, California, a dog-friendly hotel, was hosting its first annual dog surfing contest. Lupita and Murphy were there, sporting cool boarding shorts and big kahuna attitude. We understand that people love their pets, they're part of the family. The concept of dog surfing has really taken off. The first year, I think we had about 25 dogs participate. Um last year we had about 45, and this year we had close to 60. There are even dog surf instructors who give lessons and help dogs pick the perfect wave. Well, I've been an instructor in the water for the past three competitions, and we select the waves for the honors, how much ones to push them into, and help position the dog on the board. Murphy's very first time on a surfboard was at the first competition. It's pretty amazing, considering the first time he's ever been out in the ocean. He stands up and surfs on his own. Murphy came up on his back legs and he's standing up there and the crowd went crazy. They loved it. You know, here's a surf dog. Murphy has always stood out. He is one of our favorite dogs. He's very poised and sophisticated. He's certainly become a crowd pleaser in his custom-made wetsuit and signature doggy board shorts. Twice Murphy has done so well, he earned a featured spot in the dog surfing calendar. But he's in it for the gold. I have a feeling next year he's going to take the grand prize. He's got to come in first. He's got to be the the big Kahuna dog. The Wire Fox Terrier is a high-energy dog, so it'll need room to move. But it's a small dog. and can live in smaller spaces like apartments. You need to make sure that you're extra diligent about socializing this dog with other puppies at a very very young age. Regular brushing is required. But if your dog is to show, plucking the coat is required. You hand strip them. These coats were made to be pulled out because it keeps the skin in tip-top condition. Not the easiest dog to train this independent terrier will test you. One thing that makes them difficult to train is that they're independent. Because they're not as focused on you, you have to train them to be focused on you. All in all, wire fox terriers are a healthy breed. Some of them are prone to cataracts, a few have shoulder and hip problems, and some skin disorders can develop if you don't keep them hand stripped and groomed properly. Like a lot of the smaller dogs, they don't do well with children. It is a terrier. They're intense. Generally speaking, this would be a dog that probably doesn't have as high a tolerance level for children. 
Although the wire fox terrier may not be a good fit for everyone, they'll go anywhere with you and keep vet bills low. Pluck the hair for show. Be strict in training. And it's a good dog for a family that understands terriers. Good wave, Murph. Let's ride one last one in. A luxury pooch for royalty, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel spent most days warming the laps of nobility. The royals made them snooze in their beds to attract fleas, sparing their masters' diseases like the plague. Today, they're the quintessential lapdog. It would be like your idea of the perfect mate. Sweet, kind, gentle, affectionate, loving. If you're a fan of kissing and beautiful faces, the King Charles is definitely the dog for you. Today's Cavalier King Charles Spaniel descends from small toy spaniels like the pug and the Japanese chin. He was brought to Scotland from continental Europe in the 1500s, where he became a fashionable lapdog for the noble class. King Charles II was a huge fan and lent his name to the breed. King Charles never went anywhere without his two or three little spaniels. When the monarchy fell, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel's popularity fell with it, and the breed almost became extinct. In 1923, American dog enthusiast Roswell Eldridge wanted to bring back the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. He'd seen them in old paintings and set out to revive the breed. And said to the Spaniel breeders, I really like this dog. I'll give you a whole bunch of money if you get me a dog like this. And that's how the breed started. The gentle, melting expression of the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel is an important breed characteristic, often highlighted by their large, dark brown eyes. The coat is silky with a slight wave and feathering on the ears, chest, legs, tail, and feet. Cavalier King Charles Spaniels come in four colors, Prince Charles or tricolor, King Charles or black and tan, ruby or rich mahogany, and the fourth and most popular color, Blenheim, which is chestnut and white. The Cavalier King Charles Spaniel is most notably known for its sweet, gentle, and loving temperament. A wonderful dog, very happy-go-lucky, very loving. They just tend to be the type of dog who's just, you know, nice to everyone. This sweet and soft-tempered dog is proven to reduce stress and reduce heart attacks. Petting a furry friend has been proven to lower blood pressure and heart rate. That's why a variety of businesses are starting to recognize the value of dogs in the workplace. And not just on annual Take Your Dog to Work Day, created in 1999. Ever wonder what it would be like to bring your dog to work? Stu Boyd is manager of business systems at Ben and Jerry's in Vermont. When Stuart is at work, he is the kind of person who just stays in his seat. I had a tendency to not take breaks, to sit and eat my lunch, uh, reading or uh, responding to emails. Then, Ben and Jerry's changed their work policy to allow workers to bring their dogs in for company. 
the policy spread, and soon Stu was inspired to get a dog. That was Ruby, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Pretty soon, something amazing happened. When I started bringing her to work, people started stopping by. They'd come by and get their Ruby fixed. It's all about the doggy. <laughs> the Ruby fix is having to go see Ruby at the very, very beginning of your day so you can start the day with a smile. Somebody like Ruby comes by and slobbers all over you and gives you kisses, and it's just hard to be upset or angry after that. Ruby has definitely broadened Stuart's social life at work. I would say I've expanded my friends by at least a dozen. Ruby truly has made Stu's work experience a positive one. She brightens my day and brightens my outlook on life and on work. Nicknamed the love sponge of dogs, Cavalier King Charles Spaniels love people and need loads of companionship. They make an excellent companion for almost any dog lover and are known to be wonderful with children. Hi. Kids love these dogs and these dogs love kids. It's very important to make sure that your kids learn to be gentle with this dog because this is a meekly framed animal. Cavalier King Charles Spaniels can live happily just about anywhere. They need a daily walk and should be taken inside a cool place during very warm conditions. These lovely and fearless dogs want to please, so they're typically a breeze to train. Yeah, good job. They retain information for a long time. Once they learn once, they know exactly what's up. Good job. Cavaliers live on average 9 to 14 years and are prone to mitral valve heart disease, the leading cause of death in the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. The Cavalier is 20 times more likely to get this disease than any other breed. It's a deterioration of the heart's mitral valve, one of the four sets of valves in a dog's heart. When it strikes, the mitral valve atrophies. The valve doesn't fully close after each pumping action, allowing blood to flow backwards from the ventricle into the atrium. This can lead to valve collapse and ultimately congestive heart failure. So you need to make sure that both the mom and dad did not have heart problems. The Cavalier requires regular grooming. Special attention should be paid to the feathered hair on the ears. It's prone to matting and tangling. You want to make sure that they're clean and tidy because it's such a beautiful dog. Who wants to look at a dirty King Charles Cavalier? Good job. So, in general, the Cavalier King Charles is a dog who will happily live almost anywhere. They're prone to several heart problems. Daily brushing is recommended. Training is a cinch. And they're tops for every type of dog lover, young or old. Did you know that a Springer named Merlin rode into battle with his owner, William Wallace? In fact, the Springer Spaniel is considered the fastest of all the Spaniels and has the highest work drive of many breeds. Springer Spaniels, they remind me of like Lance Armstrong. Very driven. They can flush game, they can retrieve game, they point game. They're considered to be one of the quintessential hunting dogs. 
But look closely, because there are two very distinct Springer Spaniels. One type, called the bench type, is typically bred to charm his way through the show ring. He has a longer, darker coat, which requires more grooming. He's bigger boned and weighs more. The field variety of Springer comes with boundless energy, a keen nose for chasing birds, and has a shorter, lighter coat color. Confused? Don't be. Everything else about the Springer Spaniel is straightforward. This is a dog that is going to run to you. It's going to smother you with kisses. Those light, furry paws, they're going to get all up on you. If you get yourself an English Springer Spaniel and you have a pool or a lake or a pond nearby, don't be surprised if you find your dog trying to jump in. The English Springer Spaniel is the oldest of the Spaniels. It was brought to England from Spain around 1570. Sometimes litters of the past contain dogs that greatly ranged in size. The smaller spaniels were used to hunt a bird called the woodcock and were dubbed the cocker spaniel. Larger littermates could easily flush or spring game out of its hiding spot and so were called springers. They were finally classified as separate breeds in the 1880s and have gone down diverging paths ever since. The Springer is the fastest of all the Spaniels, and his gait will tell you why. At full speed, his whole body acts like a bow, the spine curving as his long legs meet underneath. When the bow is released, both front and back legs snap into full extension, allowing him to successfully surprise birds out of hiding. The original purpose of this companion gun dog is evident in many of the traits of today's Springer. For example, his soft mouth allowed him to pick up birds without damaging them. And while the bench or show dog variety traditionally has a fully docked tail, the field type often has a partially docked tail in order for his master to better locate him far afield. Most Springer's tails are wagging constantly. Whether black and white, liver and white, blue roan or liver roan or tricolor, his double-layered coat renders the Springer virtually weatherproof, waterproof, and thornproof. He also has what's called feathering, a fabulous fringe or longer fur on his ears, chest, legs, and belly. But it's his eyes that are the essence of the Springer's allure, along with what Springer owner Tamara Taylor calls high energy. The Springer Spaniel is a great dog because they're a very hard-working dog. Rocket will work 9-10 hours without faltering at all. He has no problem with his stamina, and his enthusiasm is endless. Rocket's instinct for chasing birds, combined with his hard work ethic, have landed him a job with the city of Brampton, Ontario. He helps control what has become one of North America's growing problems, especially around parks and golf courses, the Canadian Goose. The goose problem is actually quite heavy in the city of Brampton and some of our most popular parks. We get a lot of complaints from residents about the goose feces, the pollution with the water smelling and discoloration. Geese are attracted to the city parks not only for the lovely water features and large lawns, but also by the public. People feed them, which encourages them to stay. And because there's no natural predators in parks and cities, their numbers can get quite high. That's where Rocket steps in. Along with younger sis Tango, they act as predators that chase or flush birds without harming them in the process. 
basically you harass the geese over and over again so they don't feel comfortable where they are because the dog's a natural predator to them so it's not inhumane the program's actually even endorsed by the, the humane society and although the bird work comes naturally to springers they still need training that focuses on obedience and social skills to become a goose dog tango is a four-month-old springer puppy she started her training with the birds at the farm learning not to harm them, just to, to chase them. Good girl. She's going to be a, a great working dog, and she's got Rocket as a mentor, so I don't know how she could go wrong. She's learning from the best. In fact, the city predicts that in just one more season of Rocket's patrol, the goose population should decrease by 75%. And he absolutely loves to flush geese. It's what he was bred for. For him, there's nothing better. Rocket also has a paying gig at a nearby golf course. This is Rocket's first year working Glen Eagle Golf Club. Whenever he shows up at the golf course, he's got one thing in mind, and that's getting rid of geese. He won't stop to talk to golfers, which is also very important to us. He's just done a great job all around. He's got a job to do, and he's very focused on his work, and he wants to please. He's probably the happiest dog in the world. <laughs> While Springer Spaniels have held many jobs, from service dogs to police dogs, one of the highest paid Springers was Millie, 41st President George Bush's dog. Millie dictated her White House tell-all to Barbara Bush, earning close to $1 million that year and surpassing the salary of the president himself. Although all English Springer Spaniels are different, they do share some common traits, starting with being a great family dog. Keep in mind that if you want this dog to be around children, you need to make sure that they're very carefully supervised and that at a very young age, they're socialized to well-mannered and considerate children. These are mostly healthy dogs, but have a few problems like hip dysplasia and retinal atrophy that can be avoided by buying through a reputable breeder or adopting from a reputable shelter. As far as grooming, if you have a bench or show dog, you'll have to do a bit more work. The top of their head and their back is shaved smooth, and then they have feathering sort of like a blanket or a curtain on the sides of their body, and most people don't feel confident doing that. So keep in mind that probably every five to six months, you'll need to go to a professional groomer. But if you have a field variety, the short Springer coat is remarkably self-cleaning. Training these dogs is a pleasure. The more that you fill this dog's mind with complex games and complex tasks, the happier the dog's going to be. For environment, make sure you can provide this dog with room to run. To recap, the Springer Spaniel needs to let off steam by exercising. He has few health problems, needs moderate grooming, and is a breeze to train. While he needs to be socialized early with children, he makes a good family dog. All in all, the Springer Spaniel is a dog that will go to the ends of the earth for you and love every minute of it. Now it's time to play Pick the Pooch. This coyote-like dog's high-pitched musical voice has earned it the nickname The Song Dog. Can you guess what breed it is? It was the American Indian dog, used as a hunting dog and draft animal to the Plains Indians. 
In 1904, when collies were a hot breed, millionaire J.P. Morgan bought this champion, Wishaw Clinker, for a whopping $10,000, which today would be $250,000. Later, the Tales of Lassie made her the most famous dog in the world. She even has her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But collie intelligence and devotion are anything but fiction. In 1923, Bobby walked 3,000 miles from Indiana to Oregon to find the loved ones he lost on a family vacation. Okay, so the collie, let's face it, it's the boy scout of the dog world. Collies were developed centuries ago in the hills of Scotland and Wales to be man's all-around helper, herder, guard dog, and devoted companion. Their name actually comes from a black-faced sheep that they used to um, herd, and it's called a collie. Most folks believe collies are the descendants of dogs that came to Great Britain with the Roman invaders of 50 B.C. These were crossed over the centuries with native Scottish dogs, giving the breed its wide assortment of colors. Sable, tricolor, white, and blue merle. Later, this dog, the Borzoi, entered the mix. The dogs with the arched back and the really long faces, that's why the collies have that really, really long face. According to the American Kennel Club, collie ears should always be folded at the tip, never fully pricked like a German Shepherd's. The early breeders were adamant about certain attributes in their special canine assistance. They needed to have a long, thick double coat, both for weather resistance in the harsh Scottish climate and to protect the collie's throat in skirmishes with predators. Dogs with this rough coat were more commonly herders, while the smooth coat collies were more suited to driving the herd to market. Collies also needed a sturdy, agile frame to contend with rugged terrain. And finally, they needed a superior brain. It's much more the independent thinker, the animal that's going to go out on a mission and solve a complex problem and come back having solved that riddle for your family. When it comes to herding, collies have the whole package. They stalk and eye their charge without following through with the kill. And they have the smarts to learn what their handlers want. An ability that comes from their intense natural affinity for humans. It's this symbiotic relationship between farmers Casey and Bill Makala, both strict Quakers, and their busy collies that make life special here at Quaker Hill, their farm in northern Michigan. Around this place, collies are king. I consider the dog's contribution to this farm very important. It's integral to what we do. They provide a service to us that we couldn't otherwise meet that need without the dogs. For the Makalas, their rough collies are working partners on the farm herding the cattle, sheep, and goats. Sometimes livestock tends to scatter, and that can be problematic, but with them, it's not anymore. Also, we have a lot of coyotes here, so they function uh, for herd protection as well. From the very beginning of life, the Makalas make sure their dogs will live up to their full collie potential. The Makalas select their breed stock for intelligence and temperament, but that's just step one in creating great collies. Good, 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 no. By exposing puppies between 6 and 10 weeks old to different people, noises, and experiences, like today's swimming lessons, 
The Makalas believe their dogs will be better thinkers, companions, and herders. But these collies do more than just herd. They teach kids valuable lessons about the inner workings of Quaker Hill Farm. We raise collies on goat milk. The dairy goats depend on the collies for protection and company out in the field. And the collies are part of a children's reading program. Billy, Billy, come along. As reading education assistance dogs, the collies provide unconditional support and encourage kids to read out loud. I love to please you still. Dogs are non-judgmental. They pay attention to you. That's what makes a child respond with confidence. What a good boy am I. Their reward for all this hard work, herding, and teaching? The food, one of the most enviable perks for these dogs. On the menu tonight, a stew of all good things from the farm, topped off with a dollop of cottage cheese. We should all eat so well. But for Casey, at the end of the day, the most important job these helpful creatures perform is that of cherished pet and companion. They're there to just be with you, and that's how they make you feel, because what matters to them the most is what you need, what we need, what I need. That's what they want to fulfill. I cannot imagine life without them. So how do collies do off the farm? Well, all appearances to the contrary, they do well in apartments with a good long walk every day. And despite their thick coats, they do surprisingly well in heat. What the coat does is it traps the air under the coat and it actually insulates and can cool the dog. Collies have few health issues. They are prone to hip dysplasia, progressive retinal atrophy, and should never be given a dog drug for skin disorders called ivermectin. Collies are very sensitive to ivermectin. Caused by a genetic brain deficiency, 35% of all collies are vulnerable. When it comes to grooming, it's no picnic with a rough collie. This is a coat that needs to be brushed constantly, and if you are not a fan of shedding people, this is not the dog for you. The smooth coats are easy keepers. Collies were bred to work closely with people, so they are easily trained. Collies love and are naturally protective of children. But remember, herding is in their blood. The collie report card then looks like this. They're good in heat and cold and can live in small spaces if exercised every day. For health, collies score high marks, but watch for big dog problems. Grooming can be intensive depending on the coat type. They're one of the most trainable dogs anywhere. And collies are good family dogs, providing you socialize them to children when they're young. The English Bulldog is the first American college mascot. Today, 38 collegiate teams proudly bear the Bulldog symbol. It's also the unofficial mascot of the U.S. Marines. But can this Bulldog become the next mascot at the University of Georgia, the most famous Bulldog in America? They have such a tenacious temperament and they're so confident that oftentimes they get into situations where sort of the typical pet dog would kind of be looking to their owner for guidance and support. And the bulldog basically is like, whatever, I don't need you. 
Now this dog has been completely 100% man-made. They've been bred to have these really strong heads and these powerful shoulders and this tight little rear. There's nothing that looks this way naturally. Don't ask a bulldog to swim. Their heavy bodies and short legs aren't built for the water. I love bulldogs because they're funny. I like all the funny sounds that they make and the funny look they have. I like dogs that you can look at and they just make you laugh. While lovable today, ancient bulldogs were so fierce they were banned on the streets of Rome. In 13th century England, the breed earned its namesake by bringing down bulls. So these dogs have got a lot of power behind them and when they want something, they'll knock everybody out of the way to get to what they want. When bull baiting was outlawed in 1835, the breed nearly went extinct. Luckily, a group of bulldog admirers rescued the breed. Breeders then started to breed for dogs with temperaments that were more, more appropriate for companion animals. Look closely and you'll see what made this dog so menacing. Start with the undershot jaw. This protruding underjaw that actually sticks out and shows their teeth. Loose skin actually helped the dog in a fight. Even if gripped by an adversary, it still had maneuverability. They've got these smushy faces with these wrinkles and these jowls, but don't be fooled, these dogs are actually pretty tough. So tough, the face wrinkles help draw blood away from the eyes in a fight. Wide shoulders and a large head give this dog its stocky look. It's a dog with a massive head and a little tiny rear. Because of that shape, bulldogs are often unable to give birth without vet assistance. They don't pass through the birth canal easily, which means they're usually whelped via cesarean section. Bulldogs are also brachycephalic, which means the nose and head are pushed back. Some of them have a very small nostril. It's like taking your nose and pinching it closed. And the other thing is because they're breathing with their mouth open and they're gulping a lot of air, they fart a lot. So you have to either be tolerant of that or, um, or get lots of air freshener. So they may not be the most polite dogs, but English Bulldogs know how to capture the imagination. They remain the national dog of England. During World War II, bullies were referred to as the Churchill dog because they exemplified the courage and strength of England. Churchill owned poodles, though, not bulldogs. Today, Georgia is bulldog country, and there's no better way to rally a crowd in Athens, Georgia, than an appearance by Ugga. When you think of Georgia, that's the first thing that comes up is the, our bulldog. You know, Georgia football is just has a great tradition. Ugga just goes right along with it. Well, bulldogs are just strong and mean, and they look like they're going to get out there and just tackle some people. There's nothing like them in this world. This legendary line of bulldogs stretches back to the 50s. But this season, there's a new Ugga in town. With the passing of Ugga 6, Ugga 7 is taking over for his father for the first time. Anxious Georgia fans are wondering if the new Ugga has what it takes. Can this bulldog handle the pressure?
Legendary Ugga Bulldogs are the most famous college mascots in America. That's because Ugga, whose name is the acronym for the University of Georgia, is more than a mascot, he's an institution. I think the Bulldog has had a very uh, positive impact on the entire uh, alumni body. The line of Uggas stretches back to 1956, when a photo of Sonny Siler's white English Bulldog appeared in a local newspaper. Legendary Georgia coach Wally Butts saw the picture and had a hunch the Bulldog might create some excitement as a mascot for his team. And Ugga has been at every football game since. The mantle has been passed unbroken through six generations of Bulldogs. They're like family to the Bulldog Nation. In many ways, this dog is representative of the entire state. Oh, it's fierce and it's tough and, you know, it's also compassionate and, you know, caring. Those are all the qualities that you want to exemplify as a player. It's game day in Athens. The pressure to succeed is huge. On his first day, the newest Ugga faces groupies. Lots of cameras in his face and the roar of a crowd of 90,000. During moments of doubt, Ugga looks for refuge in his own specially made place to chill out. Charles Seiler has been handling the Uggas since he was a teenager, and he has a good feeling about this freshman bulldog. He's, he's taken the crowd pretty well. The key is to keep him cool, make him approachable, make him where people can get to him. Ugga 7 takes to the limelight like a rock star. Georgia players feel like this might be the year of the dog, with the newest Ugga on the sideline. He's our emblem, you know, he's a part of us. Oh, I just think everybody loves Ugga and loves what it represents. For the Silers, taking care of this Georgia tradition is all in a day's work. We've always had a bulldog. We just feel very privileged to have the opportunity to provide the dogs for the university. Not every bulldog can be an Ugga, but they all have their own special qualities. Generally, the English bulldog does not do well in the heat. If you live in a warmer climate, a bulldog might not be the right dog. These dogs don't exactly toe the line when it comes to training. They want to do things their way, and they've got the muscle and the power to do it. If you want to do it on your terms, you're not going to get anywhere. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Grooming bulldogs is a daily chore for owners. You really need to get in there and clean those folds. These folds are areas where moisture can collect, and when that happens, it can cause a skin infection. The English bulldog is considered one of the least healthy breeds. One thing about bulldogs is they get many, many congenital or hereditary diseases. They can get a number of different heart diseases, as well as diseases involving their orthopedic system. The English Bulldog is not for those offended by slobber and smell. But when the dog fits in, it's instant love. They love to be in the company of their family, and they do really well with children. Bulldogs do well in apartments, but not so well in heat. The breed's life expectancy is low, and there are a lot of health concerns. Those wrinkly folds require daily attention. Bulldogs do what they want, so training can be a challenge. It takes a special kind of person to care for this dog, but in the right kind of family, the bulldog is a loving dog. If you want a dog for loving, it's the English bulldog. 
So to recap, the Wire Fox Terrier is the biggest winner in the dog show circuit, receiving more best in shows than any other breed. One Wire Fox Terrier is considered the second best surfing dog in Southern California. A Springer Spaniel was the favorite dog of 41st President George Bush. Millie even made more money than the president. Some Springers are used today to humanely scare geese from public places. The Cavalier King Charles Spaniel has been the favorite lap dog of the British royal family for over 300 years. Back in the day, the royals put the little dogs in their beds to attract fleas. Today, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniels are cherished for their sweet personalities and beauty. The Collie is one of only three dogs on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That, of course, would be Lassie. It's a smart breed, gifted at herding with a family-friendly personality. The Bulldog is worshipped at high schools and colleges as the school mascot. But the Bulldog is also the symbol for an entire nation. This breed's stubborn spirit inspired England to stand tough during World War II. And it's recognized as the national dog of England. Remember, each individual dog is unique and may not conform to breed standards. If you're adopting a dog, do your homework and choose your next best friend wisely.